Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy Justin Baxley. Justin, what's going on, my man? Uh, not much, brother. Just staying busy, uh, working, and uh, whoo, getting getting ready for some some off days soon. I got to go up to to North Carolina and some, and I think we're going somewhere else, Savannah, maybe, for a few days, and so it'll be real fun. Uh, get get away from from town for a little bit um and then what else we got going on uh fall breaks coming up for schools and such i know you're probably pumped about that uh and yeah oh the fair's in town for for georgia i don't know i don't know if you're uh planning to, to take the kiddos down there uh or not but uh i think we're gonna head down there tomorrow and check that out yeah we go sometimes um I don't know if we're going to make it this year because we're taking um, my older two to Universal. We'll actually be back just in time for Survivor next week. Um, so we're we're heading down to Universal Studios in Florida to your stomping grounds. You got to get you some butterbeer. I mean, that's we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, my yeah, wife and I have been the older the older boys just haven't been. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy that man. The yeah. I will say, Jalen really loved the uh, the Spider Man ride. Um, he, okay. He, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Big for that one, and he's like, I don't know. He's probably, probably Judah's size or around there, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think like that that was a ride that like for him he could definitely like he was handling that even like two years ago. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that ride. Even 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 Mama Renee got on the ride. So, uh, and she yeah, got you, new rides. Yeah. You you mentioned butterbeer. I am drinking on a. A beer that is that is not butter beer this evening. Uh, I I picked this up specially to drink for the podcast tonight. It is a bourbon barrel quad, so it's a it's a quad ale, mm-hmm. uh, which is a which is a Belgian style. Yeah, it is by and it's been aged in bourbon barrels. It's by Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. It is a twelve percent beer, so it is hefty, hefty. Uh, it's hefty. Speaking of. Kansas City. How about Taylor Swift? No, this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. Gosh, I need one. Um, you, you you should just have one. I, I won't be on it. Yeah, that can be your project. Yeah, that can that can be my project. Uh, you know, I I'll just shake it off, and uh, we'll we'll you know get it. Ro- Speaking of shaking things off, I'm just gonna edit a blank space in right that, here. You know what? That's not a terrible idea. Speaking of blank spaces. For the last couple seasons, or really the last little while, there has been a blank space to start the the opening of Survivor. There it is. There was the segue. That was a really good segue. Uh, It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. That was a good one. uh, So, yes, they brought back the opening, like, song with, like, the images of the different... uh, cast members like doing things like jumping out of the water and hitting things with paddles and stuff and and jeremy like if this is one of the uh i don't know if unintended is the right word but like one of the consequences of them moving to 90 minutes or you know uh, advantages of moving to 90 minutes i'm kind of here for it because like it always felt like they had to choose between this fan favorite thing that everybody seemed to enjoy the, 
the song and it was just a part of the survivor experience and a lot for the cast members like it was an, it was like you you grew up wanting to be a part of that opening segment and that kind of got taken away from 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 this last generation of survivor folks um for me for them to bring that back like they they no longer having to choose between content and the song and or the opening segment and content they're able to bring that back and still not feel pressured to like pack all of that stuff into one hour. Uh, so I'm really happy that they made that change. I'm going to be the wet blanket, Justin. Uh Oh, I, I don't get it. Like, Oh, I, wow. I don't, I don't hate the cold, the, the opening. I don't hate the song. It's fine. But like, I don't, uh, and now what I do understand this was a very popular move among Survivor players. Like, and I get where you would want that, and I think you brought it up last week, or or somebody did. Somebody brought it up. Especially, it might have been one of the other podcasts I listened to, that especially if you're somebody who gets voted out early, it's cool that you get to stay on the show, right? Mm-hmm. That you keep watching it, your family keeps watching it, and every week they get to see that shot of you jumping off the boat or or making a very mean, tense face during a challenge, or whatever it is, after you're voted off, you're fa- you still get that. Okay, I, I can see I, I see it from a player's perspective, but as a fan, I mean, that's another minute we could spend like actually showing me them play the game. You know, I I know, ne- but I also never understood why there was a point when when episodes were an hour long, and they gave us the song. Why did that have to stop? But at the, you know, I, I guess I just I don't understand I, any of it. I, I don't understand why they had to take it out, and I don't understand why it was such a big deal that they took it out from a fan's perspective. I don't need the intro, but hey, other fans love it, and it's cool with me if they love it. And I'm in my end, I'm I'm still getting 21 more minutes of Survivor, uh, even even if they're spending a minute of their extra time on the. Uh, intro so it's no big deal to me i just i do not understand why that was such a big deal to be yeah I just, so i agree with you on the like okay it's always been an hour it's always been in why'd you have to take it out like to me that's the, the whole thing is like why did you have to take it out um and if this move makes them feel better about not having to sacrifice some content in order to in order to get it in there i'm i'm happier with it like i yeah. i know it sounds weird i know it shouldn't matter you are correct in everything you're saying like it doesn't impact us one bit but i think it's a cool nod to especially to the players but you know the big complaint over the last few years has been they sure are getting away from the roots of survivor and this was just a really easy like win for Survivor, I think, to stick yeah, back it, in there and get the, you know, when when you were a kid, you would do certain things to get brownie points with your parents. Yeah, and it was just real simple stuff like taking out the trash without being asked. You know, things that like are really not that big of a deal, but to your parents, it was. Like, oh, look at that! We've 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 raised a good little Justin. Um, and 
like he doing the things that we wanted him to do, even though it's really not that big things. This feels like, hey, we took away like some of the days out on the island. We've taken away some of the other stuff that you guys enjoyed, the the eating challenges, the all that kind of stuff. We took all that away from you. The least we can do is earn a little bit of brownie points back by tossing you a little bone with the intro song. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I totally get it, and I, I don't want anybody to think that like I'm anti-intro. It doesn't bother me that they added it back in. I've just never understood why, you know, we, we've talked about we're both in the Survivor fan jury. You know, we, we have a, 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 tw- a Twitter account, at Blindside Rewind. Obviously, a lot of the accounts that I follow, that we follow from that account, are Survivor heavy, so that timeline is full of all the Survivor players and Survivor fans, and and it's always been such a big deal that they didn't have the intro, and I've just never understood why that was such a big deal. And and it's not just Survivor; it's every show. Like uh, there was a time, uh, Justin, you you may actually be old enough to have watched sitcom. Well, you've watched them, but like you you didn't watch a lot of them live when all the television shows had these long, not long, but about this this the length of Survivor intro, and they would introduce the characters, and they would do this cheesy thing where, especially on sitcoms, they'd all stop whatever activity they were doing, you know, uh, here's Corey Matthews dribbling a basketball and he'd stop and smile at the camera. Like that was a whole thing. And that's not really a thing on television shows anymore. Um, and I just, I don't miss it. it. It's not something that matters to me, but it mattered a lot to a lot of survivor fans. So for it, for that reason, it made a ton of sense that they put it back in. I just never understood the, the, how, how hot and how important it was to people. Listen, I, I've watched uh, How Much Your Mother like three thousand times. I still yeah. go for that like every time. Like I, I don't know why. Like I don't do it for like Game of Thrones or anything. But like it's my favorite show. Hearing the sound gives me a lot of comfort. I know that oh, I sk- really dumb. No, I get it. But I skip. I skip it. I skip every I time. Get, but like for me, that's my comfort show. It's the show that I go back to when I don't really know what else to watch. But I, I want to watch something, and I really just want to kind of get away. When I hear that song, it comes on. I'm like, oh, I'm back in this familiar place. I'm back to, you know, the very first time I watched the show. And I'm very into, and maybe I don't watch every, like, sometimes I'll skip it if it's like the third or fourth episode that I'm in. But like maybe the first couple, I want to hear the song. It just makes me feel good. Uh, And so I think for some Survivor fans, I think that it's, it's the comfort of like, this is the thing we've done every Wednesday night for, 44 seasons or 40 or going on 45 seasons. And this song has been a big part of that. And it's really nice to have that back in there. Hey, Justin, I'm having a hard time remembering the, how I bet your mother intro. How's it go? I'm not doing this. No, we're not doing this. I, I can't remember it. No, uh, I'm not doing this for you. This is not, I can't, no, I, don't I can't sing. remember. It. I don't I, 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 I got the scrubs one in my head. I got friends in my head. Like I can't remember how that one goes. No, I'm not doing the office. I've got the office in my no, head. No, no. If I sing the office one, will you sing the Hell Let Your Mother one? No, I won't. I can't. Dang it. I, I, ba, 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 ba. All right, there. There it is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, now I remember it. All right, cool. All right. All right, where's the office? I want it. Ba, ba. And then there's the shot of the Dunder Mifflin Tower. And, you know, I got it. I got it. It takes you back there, right? 
It does, but I also skip it. Like when I'll, but you you hit on a good point. If I haven't watched The Office in the while, I'll watch a couple of The Office um, intros. The one, uh, the one where they did the, the the special one, where they're dressed up in the little top hat and all. Like that, oh, that was that was interesting. That was interesting. Oh, and I will say. I'm a big boy meets world fan. That was my childhood show, you know. And you, I, I guarantee you, you wouldn't go watch that tonight. You would listen to the intro. Um, I only when they change seasons, and that's specifically because they had several of them, and I like the nostalgia of watching. Um, I like the nostalgia of like remembering the individual ones, the different ones, but like. <laughs> If I sit down and watch a well, and, and they're on Disney Plus, Disney Plus doesn't have the skip intro button, I don't think. So I just have to watch it. That's that's also fair. I will. <laughs> everything should have a skip intro button. I don't think it has the skip intro button. I don't remember. Well, but then no, no, I'm saying that, that every one of them should have it. Yes. Because like yes. you're like I will say after a couple of How I Met Your Mother, I'll skip it. But I've got to watch it. Like the first time I'm going back to it, I'm watching it. But I need I need the skip intro button for other shows too. Like. Watch well, the, the West Wing and I will long one, and yeah. I will also say I watched the one for we watched New Girl. Oh. I watched the one for New Girl because at the end it says, "Hey, it's Jess," and my yeah. wife's name is Jesse, and I have always finished that with E. That's pretty good. Like yeah. I always do that in different ways. Sometimes I'll like wait a couple seconds so she thinks I've forgotten, and then I do it. So like it's a whole thing. So I have to watch that intro for sure. Yeah, you yeah, know that makes sense. And but you can't do that with the Survivor intro. Um, but <laughs> you could try. Hey, good, good for them bringing it back. Something else they brought back. <laughs> Boom! Segway within a segue. Sorry, we're segueing. Is Bruce? And we're I gotta say the nineties, the 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 little workout dude, the Simon Dean. No, that's the wrestler that mimics that dude. Whatever that dude's name is. Sorry, we're segueing. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, I I went on a very quick roller coaster with Bruce where I was loving what he was doing. And then he got on that boat to go on the journey <laughs> and was doing just entirely too much. The like, robot and the hide uh the peekaboo. The, the specific moment was when he did the He's here. Now he's not. And you can tell all those people on the beach like, oh, yeah, there's Bruce. Oh, where'd he go? You know? <laughs> and and I was like, oh, this is like, this is just too much. This is lame. Like, you're ch- he just, he's trying too hard, right? Yeah, it's almost like if you stuck like a like a 35-year-old man in a college. Whoa, 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 whoa. Be careful. <laughs> How old are you, Jeremy? 37, shut up. All right. He stuck a 37-year-old man in a college <laughs> classroom. And he tried to, like, say, it's lit, bros. And I only know this, yeah. but it's worth, because I work with a lot of, like, recent college grads. And I said, it's lit the other day. It's not, it's not the other day. This was, like, six months ago. I said, it's lit. And they're like, ew, that is, like, 2017. And I'm like. Well, that's when I graduated college. So yeah, that that tracks. But like, and no, you're old, and like the other th- the other thing about it is like, I work with the youth at church, right? Yeah. And so sometimes I've got two. Bu- the, the youth pastor is is my one of my best friends, and another one of our best friends works 
with youth, and we're all about the same age. I'm actually a little bit older than them. Yeah. But, like, so I'm 37, they're 36. But we're all basically the same. And um, we'll intentionally do stuff like that. Like, we know it's going right. to bother them when, when we use their slang or that slang that's just a few years old. But we're doing it on purpose to bother them. Yeah. And, like, that's funny to me. I mean, maybe it's not funny to anybody else, but it's funny to me. Okay, and so, Go ahead. But, like, Bruce isn't doing that. He's actively trying to be like, hey, look, I'm cool. Look, I'm doing the robot. Look, I'm hiding. It was just, I was like, I had, it was, I'm glad we brought up The Office because it was very much cringe comedy, and I don't think he meant it to be cringe comedy. No, so I was going to say, very similar to, like, what what you're talking about. Like, there was one day that I, like, at work, um, I just decided to use the word bussin' for, like, everything. (laughs) And my coworker, who, who they actually created a cool points board for me after this because they took it very serious that I was actually trying to be cool, but I'm really not. I really don't care. Um, <laughs> but I started using the word like bussin' after everything. And I know like how that can be taken, but like they didn't realize that I was in on the joke. And, yeah. and to me, that was hilarious. Like things that like probably were not work appropriate. But anyway, besides the point. Like, I would just say, man, that was bussing. And, like, the look on their faces were, like, horror. Like, he doesn't know what he's saying. You're getting there. How how old are you, Justin? I can't ever remember. Uh, I'll be 29 in November. You're almost ready. You're almost ready. Like, the real key in life, and some of you who are listening will understand this, is when you hit that age, like, early 30s, when you realize, I'm not cool anymore. And nothing I do will make me cool. You know, like I could actually do something really cool. And to a certain age group, it's still not cool. It's a great place to be when you can just be like, now I can be uncool. I have an in. They think they have an inside joke on me, but I have an inside joke on them that I am bothering them on purpose. Yeah, it's it's a really nice place to be. That's where I'm at now. And so it's like, great. It, it is. I, I, I it, it's a recent discovery for what it's worth. Like initially I did want to kind of be cool, but then I realized like these kids are never going to think I'm cool and that's fine. And, and the reality is you couldn't keep, even if they were like, Justin, you're so cool. You, we want you to come out with us. You couldn't, you couldn't hang with them. You're, no. we're too old. We're too old. Well, I do think I could probably still hang, but anyway, that's so Justin. I'm surprised you're awake right now. That's, Fair. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, anyway, that's during the week, you know, and I will say, like, I could, I could still, I ain't as good as I once was, but I can be as good <laughs> once as I ever was. Toby Keith <laughs> should be a sponsor for the show. Um, I don't think he, he listens to us. Uh, anyway, I do not think he would like us one bit. He probably would not. Uh, now that I think about it, I don't want him to be a sponsor for the show. Sorry, Toby. <laughs> um, I realized how, never mind. Anyway, um, I, don't, I was going somewhere with this. Um, oh, I like unironically do the, uh, the yas, but like I do it in like <laughs> the most like ridiculously sounding. Yas. And like completely, it's, it's horrendous. And I recognize that it's horrendous, but they think I'm giving it my best effort. Right, right. Cool. And they're laughing. And to me, they think they're laughing at me. 
But on the inside, like, I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious. I'm enjoying every second of this. I'm making these people laugh. They don't realize how much enjoyment I'm getting from it. Because they think they have an inside joke. You're right. It's, they think they have an inside joke on, like, how uncool I am. But the reality is, is I have the inside joke against all of them that I know I'm not cool. I don't want to be cool. I just want to be Justin. Yeah, I, baby. Cool. Yeah, but Bruce, Bruce I really okay. think. I really think he thinks that they think that he thinks that they think that he's cool. Like, I really think that there's a lot of thinking going on and it's not good thinking, Justin. Um, no. And I don't know when it's going to come to a head or even how it's going to come to a head. Like, I don't know. Uh, because who, they've, who's the girl, though, that, that, that has picked up on how uncool Bruce is and how she's the only one. It's uh, Katura. She's the only one who really seems to have picked up on it. And I don't know how that's going to end. Like, that's what I was just getting to. That's a, I'm glad you said that is I don't know if it's going to come to a head where like everybody catches on with her or and, and, and so they vote Bruce out. Or is it going to come to a head where like she tries to get them to vote Bruce out and they're like, whoa, not <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> not Uncle Brucey. That is so unbrucey of you. And they just vote her out. Like, I don't know how this is going to end. I really don't. And, and, and it's, so it's really, it's really been well, well edited in that, like, I know that I think Bruce is being quite lame. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad that he got another chance. And I do think he's correct in his assessment that, like, him being dad Bruce was going to get him voted out. Right, like they that was not something that people were going to tolerate very long, but I think he swung too far in the other direction. Um, and this is why, and you can attest to this, Justin. I do another reason that I think I would be a good fit for the show is your boy has never overworked a day in his life. (laughs) (laughs) What was it I told you yesterday? Uh, it was something I was like I don't want you to think that I put too much effort in and you were like buddy because you did it I know you did put too much effort in it which <laughs> should have offended me but I was like he's not wrong like you, well, you acted offended at first and I was like Jeremy am I wrong and you were like well that's, that's not important I'm not saying I invented quiet quitting but I don't think quiet quitting is a real thing I think it's just what Jeremy and I do yeah, it's called sur- it's called surviving. Um but that's a different story for a different podcast. Um either way, Bruce, I just I, I would never be in the situation he's in where like he's like, Well, there's I don't think they're working hard enough. Why are we working hard, Chief? Why are we working hard? They're not there's not it's not like if you build your, you know, if it there, there, nobody's coming around with a rubric to grade your shelter. Are we dry? Yeah, it's not raining. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we why are we working so hard? They're not paying us. Or they are paying us, but they're paying us the same, whether we have a great camp with a great fire or an okay camp with an okay fire. Nobody is paying us. Are we warm? Yes. That's all that matters. Listen, big dog. Go- I know one thing though. Uh, if they offered me or you money to like us it has to be a specific amount they offered us money to do a little more work out there like build the coolest looking shelter we'd have the coolest looking shelter oh because the only thing we love more than not doing things is doing things for money that sounds bad that, yeah you know what as soon as i said it i was like <laughs> oh 
someone's going to think we're prostitutes, and we're not. That's not what we're saying. No one would pay us to do those things. Actually, I think people would pay me to put my clothes back on. So Yeah, I would be the best. We might be the best set of reverse strippers on the planet. Absolutely. Like, they might pay us to put clothes back on. But like yes, you are correct. If there was, it, w- um, it wouldn't even have it wouldn't even have to be money. If they were coming around the camps and they were like, okay, um, whoever has the best shelter, uh, that tribe gets uh, a, a food advantage. Oh, especially a food advantage. We would suddenly turn into engineers, brother. I, you you <laughs> ever seen that uh, the Extreme Treehouse show? Oh, we would. You remember? You remember the tree, the the shelter that Rob and Sandra had on yeah, their yeah. idol island? Yeah, like that. They'd be like, Jeremy, how'd you put a second floor on this on this on this bamboo hut? I'd be like, because I wanted a taco. That's why we did that, <laughs> brother. I've used like four tools in my life. I'm not making a joke. Um, and uh, I could probably still think if there's food on the line. I'm going to figure out how to use every tool they got out there. Yeah. I will have I will invented have a, a new tool out of, out of some sort of like bamboo stick in order to get food. I will turn if the coconut me, into a circular saw. That's, that's yeah. what we're dealing with. If, 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 if they're giving us like cheeseburgers and beer, oh. <laughs> oh, you're about to see master craftsmanship. But um, short of that, short of that, I just don't, nothing. I don't understand why 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 Bruce is just so and and it's not Bruce it's not just Bruce there's just pe- there's people on every season that's like I don't think they're working hard enough why why you do not win anything for having the best shelter or the best fire or the best built campsite there's no there's never in the history of Survivor that I know of been an award for that so just calm down what are we doing. But yeah, I, I, I do like his Uncle Bruce character better than Dad Bruce, but mm-hmm. Uncle Bruce also needs to calm down, is basically what I'm saying. Speaking of being unbrucey, which is what I'm going to start saying now. When we Jeremy re- re- so unbrucey. <laughs> when Jeremy rejects my fantasy trade, I, I'm just going to write him and be like, you're being real unbrucey about this. Uh, I'm just going to start using that. But speaking of unbruciness, um, what? Brandon, I kind of want to jump into that real quick. Um, it's it, it's it's one of the main things to talk about from this episode. Yeah. Um, so we 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 hear from him in back to back episodes. He's a puzzle guy, puzzle guy, big puzzle guy. Loves puzzles, loves puzzles. And in two episodes, he somehow botched three different puzzles already. Right? Or did I make that up? I know it's two for sure. Oh, it's two for sure. I, th- I think it's just two. No. <laughs> did he do the puzzle on the first I think he challenge? Did. I think he did. I, I, I feel like he did. But I could be wrong. That's why I didn't. I wasn't sure. But let's just pretend he did. Uh, so that it can make my point of how bad. I mean, I, I can look at it. I can look it up while you're talking. Okay. So. We're going to pretend he did, and then if Jeremy figures out he didn't, we're going to pretend that I didn't say he did. Um, But he's really bad at puzzles. And he gets to go off on an advantage, and he says something like, they ought to send me back on the boat uh, if if I can't complete this thing. Because I'm a puzzle man. I'm puzzles. Proceeds 
to just absolutely goof it up. Like he completes it, the like the shuffling part, the the stacking and putting them in in matching order. Nope, doesn't even complete that part. Well, he did sort of. That's what I was getting at. So he completes that in like record time, and so he has. It looked like Jeremy. I could be wrong. It looked like he had like because they only had three minutes to do it. I thought they said an hour at first, and I was like, an hour to do this seems like a long time. I don't know that he'd have got it done. I don't. I really don't. Um, But for, I really think he he felt like he was done within the first minute. He had two different combinations. And there's, what puzzled me, puzzled, there's only like four, is it four combinations of three digits? It's not many. Yeah, it's not a ton, but so, but he went through all of them in like the first minute, and it, it didn't occur to him that hey, like, I should go back over there and look, make sure I didn't goof this thing up. <laughs> no, he just kept trying them again. No, it's it's six combinations. Yeah, so he, because he, it's one, it's one, two, three, one, three, two, two, one, three, two, three, one, and three, one, two, three, two, one. Those are the those are the six combinations. That's it. Yeah, and so. He tried all the different combinations, and after the timer went went out, he went back over there and goes, huh, huh, I don't think I sorted this right. One oh crap, Sherlock. <laughs> like, brother, I think it was the first one, too. Like, I think it was, like, one of the first ones that he looked at was, like, that's the correct match, and then just kept it moving, and it took him three full minutes to realize that he had goofed all the way up. Yeah, and now... I just, I get why he went on the little summit because he he wanted to, to win something. Like I think he he knew he needed an advantage in order to stay in the game, but he had one and he gave it up. Like, and it ended in the exact same result, right? Like, yeah, he got no further. Uh, he got no further by doing that one as if he had just done the beware advantage. And, and, and I think that's an important point, and it's not one I had thought of. Yeah. I do, it's, it's, not a, it's an incongruous set of decisions, right, that you don't want the aware advantage, but you want to go on this journey. Because one thing we've seen in modern Survivor is that we have no idea what's going to happen when you go on that journey. We've seen the ship wheel thing. We've seen the grabbing things out of a bag thing. Now we've seen this puzzle. Sometimes you know what your choices are and you know what you're talking to those people about. Tonight, it didn't matter what you were, who was on the journey with you and, and who you were talking to. It didn't matter what they did. Like it's been all kinds of different things. But the point is, in all of those iterations, you, if you're not going to risk anything, there's no reason to go. Yep. And if you are going to risk something, you might lose your vote no matter what you do. Who was it? Was it Omar? Omer? It was Omer that lost his vote because Chanel said, I can't risk my vote, and then risked her vote. Yeah. Well, and, so the, and then the other thing, though, is like... So no matter what, you, even when it looks like a slam dunk, she's like, I am in trouble at camp. I can't risk my vote. And then she does. You do not know. Like, if you get on that boat... You're either going for no reason or you're risking your vote. 
So if his choice with the beware advantage was I can't risk my vote, why is he then going on that journey? None of it makes sense. Well, but here's the other thing, Jeremy. I, I, has there ever been one of those where like the advantage was actually really good? Because I can't Usually. remember a time where it's a good advantage. Usually, I mean, a couple of times it's been okay, but you're, you're right, is that that's the other concern, is that everybody assumes you're going to have a challenge, or you're going to have an advantage. If you go on that journey, you're going to have an advantage when you come back. And a lot of times it's not really worth it. Like it, um, It's typically like an extra vote, or in this case, the safety without power. But the thing is, if your game is in such a bad spot that you have to use that particular advantage, like, yeah, it probably buys you one more trouble and maybe you get to compete in another immunity challenge and maybe that means you get to save yourself again. But, like, it's not you're not in a good spot. And the other thing is, somebody used that recently that we've watched and it put them in a worse spot in the game because they abandoned like their numbers and one of their other people went home. I think it was Jeremy and uh, yeah, it, it was Jeremy and winners at war. And winners he, at war. It, it, he used, he used it in a funky spot that put him in a bad place. Yeah. So it didn't really help him at all. Um, in fact, it probably hurt him worse because I don't think he was the one going home that night. Um, and I could be misremembering, um, but I don't think he well, was going home that night. That that's what made it worse. That was a bad time to use it because he wasn't going home. He didn't want to make a choice. Um, it, it was that there were two people. I think he had somebody he wanted to vote for, but he wasn't sure that his other people were voting that way, and he just didn't feel like making a decision. So he left. Is 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 the way I remember it. Yeah, um, sounds right. And but- I do, and I do think. I will say that safety without power in these small tribes makes some like I would rather have it when there's when there's six people in a tribe than in those nine and ten person tribes. Yeah. Or after or after the merge. I, he's I would want about saving it for the merge though, Jeremy. Like not not Brandon, the guy that actually wanted that I can't think of his name right. Drew. Yeah. Uh he's already talking about like holding it for the merge. To me, that I don't know, man. That would just—I think it's going to put a target on whoever's back uses it, and maybe he knows that. But I don't. Well, know. I think I do think, and my first gut reaction on that when when Drew, um, told his whole tribe, I was like, "Why the heck would you do that?" I think it was Carson on Twitter. Uh, Carson from last season said, "That's actually a smart move um, to go ahead and tell your whole tribe because when you go on that journey." everybody's probably going to assume you have an advantage anyway. Yep. So you might as well go ahead and tell everybody and just get it out in the open. Um, because the only time I would really want to use it is in these small tribes. We're like, um, I don't have a great feel for this. I don't have an idol. I, it's either, I'm either the safest person in the world or I'm going home. So I might as well use it, right? Like it, when you get in those, there's five people. I think I have four people on my side, but if or three people on my side, so we've got. Four, it, I think it's a four to one vote, but if I'm wrong, it's a three two vote and it's on me. So I might as well just leave. Here's <laughs> here's the other one I will say that I really like this for, and it's very specific to the last few seasons. I think they have to use it when there's like the last time you use it is when there's ten left. 
the last couple seasons when there's been 10 left, what have they done? They split it off into two small tribes of five. Yep, yep. That's and another spot where I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm to, me, to me, that's the one. Because especially if you get sorted into a situation where it's four on one. Because you can be sorted that way. We've seen it happen. Or sorted the reverse where it's just kind of, we've seen this a couple times, where the, the group that gets sorted out is just so nonsensical. There's no, like, rhyme or reason to – there's there's no alliances. It's just two from this tribe, but they don't really get along. Two from this tribe, and they're pretty solid. And then this guy from this other tribe. And there's no real connections. There's And there's no real incentive to form connections because you're going back into the big group tomorrow. I could definitely see somebody like me just being like, y'all have fun. To me, um, I mean, that's where you use it, and that's really yeah. the spot. In my opinion, like I know what you're saying with the smaller tribes. I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's that five. It's that it, those five people were like, it is my vote either my vote either really matters or it really doesn't. I'm getting out. I, it is the same, but like, all right, let, let's look it back at like this horrible yellow tribe. And let's just say like Caleb has got it. If he'd had it last time, I guess Hannah quit. So let's say tonight, uh, Caleb has that that advantage. And he just leaves. And so then Emily ends up going home, but it really angers uh, everybody else. That, like, he well, just... no, no. I don't think Caleb would want it tonight. No. No, no. The, like... the, the, it, t- tonight, the person who would want it is Brandon. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It, let's say if, if everybody had their votes, Brandon's like, well, I think these other three are with me. And if these other three are with me, it doesn't matter that I don't vote. Yeah, that's but if these other three aren't with me, it doesn't matter that I vote because I'm going home. You know, Emily's obviously voting their vote. Either Emily or Brandon yeah. tonight would have been a perfect example of what I'm talking about is like either those three are voting with me and Brent and the other and the other person is going home. Or those people are voting against me and I'm going home. Either way, I don't need to have my vote. I'm going back to camp. Right. And, you know, um, and that's also an easy one to explain. It's, it, you can say, hey, I, I, it's early enough in the game I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know that I could trust you guys. Um, I, I just think that there's more possibilities for you to become a target in that one. The way I'm like the one at the 10 – you can almost not like. There's nobody can fault you for walking out of that one. Oh, like, for sure. That's a fine. That's a fine one too. You just have to get there first. You, you know. Just, I mean, it's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and like, it's definitely more like Brandon needed it far more than Drew. Um, but I do think it was smart that he did tell you and I have talked about this a lot over the last few seasons. Camp of don't tell anybody about anything. But I, in this particular case. And we especially we saw it last week with Emily when she was like, Caleb, Caleb and them, they, they for sure got an advantage. Like they, they have an advantage. If they come back without our supplies, they have an advantage. That's the thinking now is that when people go off on these journeys, they're coming back with an advantage. And if they don't show you the advantage, then it's still there. But now they're being disloyal versus showing it. You can just say, hey, this is what I got. Um, it's really not that big a deal. I'd love to use it, like, for all of us because it's not going to necessarily help my game overall. Um, but it could help one of us get past the merge. And I just, yeah, I think, I think that's where I want to use it at. 
Um, so I think that that's something like for Drew, I thought that was a really smart move versus like Brandon. Part of me wonders if there was some, some sketchiness from them tonight thinking that maybe he had like an extra vote, but because he, or, or like, I wonder if they thought there was something up there is maybe because he came back without an advantage. He told you this weird story of how he couldn't do the puzzle Though I guess with him, like they, they, they probably had to believe it because he was so bad at the other puzzles. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like maybe yeah, that I, helps I, 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 I think they believed him. Um, I do think that the modern survivor has created a clear split for me. If it's something you just find on the island, I don't think I'm telling a soul, except for maybe if I have a ride or die that I am sure, sure, sure about, I would tell them. But uh, the way Sabaya, I like the way Sabaya's played. Her telling all of her tribe, except for Emily, that she has this idol and getting help with this idol. Um, when I don't feel like she needed help, um, I like the way Austin played his a lot better. That he, because uh, he still hasn't found it, right? Nope. But now he and uh, Drew are working together. He knows about Drew's advantage. Everybody knows about Drew's advantage, but only Drew knows about his advantage. Yeah, I, I like the way Austin plays his a little better because I, I just think telling too many people about something that you don't have to tell them about, but I think we've just seen enough gameplay, and this might make Survivor change the way they do it next season, is that when people go on these um, journeys, it's, it's not an advantage at all. Because they get it and they have to tell everybody because everybody assumes that they have something, whether they do or not. So I, I don't know. It I, I, I really feel like I really feel like the right play is if you go off on one of those journeys and you get something, you just tell everybody and you're like, Well, well now we all have this. But the problem I, you run into is if you don't win it, like Brandon tonight. Because then you tell everybody and then everybody's like well, Brandon has an advantage, and he didn't even tell us about it, so we don't know what it is. So, like now, we've got to get him out of the game as quick as we can. I know right. it may not have happened tonight, but like that is the thought process I think for a lot of people in Survivor. And it's like I almost feel like it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place because, like, if you go on the journey and you get the reward or the advantage, you got to share it with everybody, and then it's not really an advantage. <clears throat> or on the flip side, you go out there, you fail, you come back, you now don't have an advantage, and you've got a bigger target on your back. I wouldn't go out there for anything. And I really, well, wanna... but I, I do think this advantage is the perfect for that scenario, though, because he says it's for everybody. But if he gets to the point where he feels like he's the vote, it's like, yeah, screw you guys, I'm just going to use it. You know, you guys, <laughs> like, I'm going home, literally, literally, like it, it's just exactly like what it says, because you know it. It's the perfect one for that scenario. If they're going to do it, it's the perfect one. Because you can tell everybody, and, you know, hey, I'd like for us to use whoever gets to the merge, let's just use this. But remember that it lives in my pocket. And if I get any kind of feeling that I'm the vote, I'm gone. Um, so I, I do think it's fine for that. I just, um, to, to, to circle back to your original point on this, though, this is where Brandon misplayed it. Uh, because his vote didn't count, what he should have done is kept the beware advantage and let Emily go on the journey. 
Because I do think if Emily had gone on the journey, this is where a little bit better psychological play. He's he's so caught up in his own head and his own anxieties, he didn't really see this. But I do think where this is where you have to think ahead psychologically and think, if Emily goes on this journey, I can get her voted out. Well, if it, a vote. Do what? And she won't have a vote if she fails. The one the one thing though is she wins I think she probably wins that one. Like I think she's better at puzzles. I think she's genuinely pretty good at challenges. I think she wins it oh. walks out of trouble. She might, she might, but you don't know what her advantage is gonna be. No, you don't. You you don't know what she's gonna have to do to get it. And if it's one of those things where she's gonna have to build bonds really quickly and figure out like if it's the ship's wheel, she might fail that. You know, you don't you don't know what the advantage is going to be or what the challenge is going to be. So if it's one of those things where she has to, like, build trust with people and do the right thing, she might screw that up. Um, You're right. I, I just I will say, like, giving her any advantage tonight probably felt like uh, automatically that Brandon would go home because she's the only other one that can go out. And if you give her an extra vote, she could trump you guys because you know Sabaya. Well, I guess at that point Sabaya wouldn't have he wouldn't have a vote. Uh, and so now, like all she needs to do is flip one of the other people, and she's got three votes at that point. It's three to two. Uh, yeah, and, and so- I mean that, that that that's fair. I just I really feel like that was the spot to just let her go. And if and I would feel differently if that was Brandon's justification. If his justification was I can't let Emily have an advantage. I need to go get the advantage because if she has it, I'm for sure going all, all of these things you just said, I would have a different, different thought about it, but it just, it felt like his status as a super fan bit him because he wanted to go on that adventure, whether it made sense for him or not. And once he got there, he was going to do that puzzle, whether it made sense for him or not, because I initially thought the puzzle looked super easy, but three minutes is quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and again, I just, for him, the calculus of I can't risk my vote or anything bad. So I got to give up the beware advantage and then immediately gets a chance to go on this retreat thing or uh, journey, knowing that like nine times out of 10, you are risking your vote for it. And he goes anyway, knowing that he's going to have to risk his vote potentially. And sometimes even if you just go on the journey, you're risking your vote. I just don't think the calculus was there for him to go. Uh, he should have just kept the beware advantage if he was okay losing his vote. And he probably gets an idol out of it uh, that could actually have saved him. Um, versus, like, if Emily goes on it, she, yeah, she probably does win it. But, you know, there's the other thing, like, I guess, I guess if Emily goes, there is the opportunity for her to go out there and get like a steal a vote and then she could end up voting somebody out and be the, the sole voter. But I think the smarter person to have gone would have been Sabaya. Well, I don't think Sabaya was going. And, and this is, this well, is one where there were, th- th- there were they down to though. Wasn't it, wasn't it Sabaya and Brandon? Sabaya and Emily. Or it was uh, Brandon and Emily. Oh, uh. Okay, well, never mind that. I, I, for some reason, I thought Sabaya was going to go. Um, but, I, I mean, I think her or Caleb would have made way more sense to go out there on the 
adventure if you're Brandon. You don't want Emily to go, but you also uh, want to make sure that one of the other people goes so that you keep your vote. Like, if your whole thing is, I got to keep my vote, then you can't possibly, because that all took away his ability to play the shot in the dark, right? Yeah, it did. So, like, I just, like, if his whole calculus was, I can't possibly risk my vote, he should have forced one of the other three to say, look, like, be like, hey, we don't really know if we really want Emily out tonight. I get that. But, like, we certainly don't want her to get an advantage and one of us have to go home um, because of that. Like, I would have just really pushed Sean or Sabaya or uh, Caleb to just go do it for you. And for them, they get a chance to go get an advantage, and none of them are in danger anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, I didn't like the way he handled that. I, I felt it was a little bit – it was a little bit short-sighted a couple of different ways. Well, I wonder if already planned to take him out. And they were like, yeah, man, go on that, go on that little trip, dude. Like, go, go ahead and go. Uh, we want to see how we can interact with Emily alone at camp. And if we can get through this little portion – or we feel like she's kind of leveled out and we don't have to put up with the attitude. Maybe like a trial run almost of what camp yeah. life would be like without Brandon, with Emily. And it went smooth and they're like, all right, we can take him out. Because the other thing is, is like as bad as Emily, like attitude wise was, she did put a lot of effort in tonight to not be that. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, she's pretty good in challenges. I felt like, her and Austin got over that balance beam probably quicker than anybody. Um, yeah. And then, so like, she's not a, she's definitely not a, um, a liability and challenges. Cause like I told you, I think she was almost the sole reason that they won or came back when he had the panic attack on the boat. Like yeah. he got that I, little I, thing going. So I, I still think I, I do wonder, and this is sort of another takeaway, but it's not. Uh, it, it's related to what you're saying. I, I do wonder, though, is this foreshadowing? Because uh, Sabaya made it very clear. This this doesn't make me feel good because I love Sabaya, and 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 she was uh, she wasn't my number one pick, but she was one of my early picks. Uh, and I, I do wonder if we got some foreshadowing that, you know. After whatever tonight's vote was, if you're especially if you're Sabaya and Caleb, you, you're in the clear. Because no matter how many more times you go to tribal, it kind of no longer matters after tonight. As long as you feel locked in, and I think they do feel locked in, and you feel locked in with Sean, and I think they feel locked in with Sean, you know that at worst... You and Caleb, if you're Sabaya, you know either me and Caleb or me and Sean are going to the merge because they're not going to make us go less than two. And I'm locked in with both of them to where they're not going to vote me out. So it's just a matter of like, who cares if we lose? Like, we want our Flint, but like, as far as making it to the merge and advancing in the game, Sabaya and Caleb and Sean are guaranteed that if three people from that tribe are going to the merge, it can be those three. Yeah. And, and Sabaya and Caleb 
probably feel like it. I think Sabaya is the safest one in the, in the in the group, but maybe Caleb is. Either way, both of them probably feel like we're definitely the two. <laughs> I I just would have liked to take, and maybe they've already decided that it's us two regardless, so it doesn't matter. But it just kind of feels like if I was whittling that tribe down at this point, and it, it, it and and I and I felt like it no longer matters because I'm going to the merge anyway. I would want to take the people I feel most certain won't turn on me. Um, and you know, I've, I've never been this way. I'm normally somebody who's like, avoid going to tribal, avoid it at all costs, and so make your tribe the strongest. Which would mean voting out Brandon was the smart play. Yeah. But in but in this situation, I wonder if they're not smarter going. And Tobias said, "I trust Brandon. I can work with Brandon. I can't work with Emily." And I just wonder if what we've seen is some foreshadowing that they that they take Emily to the merge. Maybe they don't want any more. Maybe they don't lose any more tribals or any more challenges. Maybe those four go to the merge, and then we we've seen the cast foreshadowing. Maybe at the merge, she gets there, she sees something that's innocuous because she's already doesn't trust those two. She's already shown us that she doesn't trust those two, and. We see something innocuous where they're just hanging out in the water talking to Bruce, or they're hanging out in the water talking to D from uh, Reba. And she thinks they're plotting something. They're trying to get me out. And she goes to one of the other tribes and she gets Sabaya voted out. I, Brandon, Brandon was not going to do that. No, you're not wrong. But Emily might. And. That is why I don't know that I would have voted Brandon out tonight. Even though I know they were going to lose challenges as long as Brandon was there. I just wonder if the smartest thing for their game wasn't to go ahead and take Emily out. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I'm torn on that. I mean, I, I think that, like, honestly, for the entertainment of the season, I'm glad it was Brandon and not Emily. Um, I think Emily's just way more entertaining. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I, and I like, do like Emily. I do like Emily's arc tonight. Like she, we've compared her a lot to Cass, but she had some self awareness moments that Cass ne- never had. At least not yeah. in Kagiya. Oh, it was odd though. Like Jeremy, there was one moment where she, she like wanted to prove that she was self aware, so she goes, like it was right after she had all the she. She got this big scene of her like almost in tears. Uh, about how like she's learned so much about herself and how like she can see now that she's been aggressive and all this and like you know she's talked she talks a little bit she's a little bit too abrupt and too blunt and too abrasive and you know she's just really got to learn how to talk to people so they finish that and they go straight to the beach where they're deciding who goes on the journey and she goes I know none of you guys want me to have an advantage that's why I'm not going I totally get it, guys. I, I see how self-aware I am right now. <laughs> I'm not going because you guys hate me. That's it. She <laughs> she made a few comments like that where it was very weird. I was like, you might be trying a little too hard. Oh, she <laughs> was definitely a tryhard. It was it was definitely it was fantastic editing though. Of oh, like, it was it, yeah. Like it would go from like her talking about how self-aware she was to like a moment on the beach where she's like. Check this out, guys. You know how self-aware I am? I know you guys want to send me home. 
and I can't go on this journey right now because if I do, you think I'm going to get an advantage. And I'm being self-aware and knowing I earned that because of how mean I was. See, but notice me. This is me not being. This is me not being mean right now. I yeah. I there was. It was. It was. It was very. It was funny how parallel it was to Bruce of her just trying so hard, and and I think it's it's again it's a that might have been my favorite part of the night. Like to be honest, it, it was fun to future Survivor players like. A lot can be said to just chill the heck out, and I know, and I know it's it's. It, I'm making I'm oversimplifying. I'm sure it is so stressful for a lot of people. I don't know that it would be stressful for me because not having to put on shoes or long pants and just sitting on the beach for three days until something happens doesn't seem real stressful to me. Yeah. Um. I think sometimes they make it over stressful, and when and I and I know that and I'm accurate in this because when you listen to veteran Survivor players talk, they talk about like why are you people? We don't even know. Like Tyson is one. I know I reference him a lot, but he talks about like why are we strategizing? We haven't even had an immunity challenge yet. We don't even know if we're going to tribal. Why are you people stressing out so much? Um. So I know that like that's a valid way that you can play and win because he has talked about on blood versus water. That was something the one that he won. That was like his big thing is like, hey, him and Colton got into it kind of of like, listen, we've never been to tribal, we've never lost a challenge. Why are we strategizing right now? Um, so I know that that can work, and I just feel like we've seen on this season, and some of it they can't help because. These are people that deal with anxiety issues, and I get that. I'm not making light of it. But if you are physically capable of chilling the heck out when you go on Survivor, that is a, an incredible skill to work on. Is ju- of just like, hey, nobody made you yell about yell at Bruce on that barge. No, no, nobody. That, that was an unforced error. You didn't have to do that. You could have just been quiet. Everybody else was quiet. Everybody else in the whole history of Survivor, when somebody's talking during that scene, nobody has ever interrupted them ever. You didn't have to do that, and you did. And yeah. now you're and now you're scrambling from the bottom. When if you had just been quiet, nobody would have ever mentioned your name. Mm-hmm. They had way bigger fish to fry on that tribe. Brandon and Hannah were both actively trying to quit and having panic attacks all over the place. You could have just been quiet and nobody would have ever mentioned your name. You were only in trouble because you just couldn't chill out for a minute. So that's that's kind of my thing. Just chill out. That's a good that's good advice. Um, so I think that's enough of our takeaways, Justin. Do you have a best edit for the night? I do. Um what you what you got? I'm going Caleb. Uh, okay. Here's why. Um he made a veteran type survivor move tonight being the first to cross enemy lines and go to Emily and recognizing that like she's alone she is nothing she is going home unless I save her and then she's in debt to me not to the other two she's in debt to me and if we get down we go to a 4-4 or yeah 4 if we get down to 4 and it seems to be breaking 2-2 or, like, maybe Caleb wants to make a move against Sabaya because he recognizes that, like, 
his biggest competition in the game is 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 Sabaya. And he goes, yeah, well, Sean, me and Emily are voting Sabaya out tonight. You can either get on board or don't. Because she has an idol, or she has the potential to get an idol. We need to get that out of the game now. Let's go ahead and get her out. Caleb, but also, yeah, the flip side of that is Caleb has that her Caleb has Emily in debt to her, in debt to him. Him and Sabaya are really close, and now they get another vote. They can send Sean home, and he's got two people going with him to the merge that are like a hundred percent loyal to it. Nobody else yeah. in the game, I don't think, will have that going into the merge if he plays it correctly. And I know you you said you were worried about like they get to the merge, Emily might flip. She may flip on Sabaya. I don't think she's flipping on Caleb. I think she genuinely views him as somebody she wants to work with. And I think it's somebody that like without him coming to her and telling her, like, hey, these are things you're doing wrong. This is how we can fix that. And I'd like to work with you going forward. I think that was a big wake up call for her. And I think she like not only maybe in debt to him on the island, but I think like in life she seemed to gain like some like level of clarity of like you know, maybe I am doing too much. Like maybe maybe he's got a point. And I just think that like she he he has the most loyal ally on the island now in Emily. She may take Sabaya out next week. She may take her out of the merge. But I think she's going to stay loyal to Caleb. Um, and and so, what's important, and I never thought about somebody doing this, it costs him nothing. Yeah. Because he has an alliance, if everything breaks a different way and they take Emily out tonight, yeah. it doesn't hurt him with Sabaya. Doesn't it, doesn't even really hurt, it doesn't even really hurt him with Brandon. Mm-mm. Because all he did was just go and form a relationship. But in this new era of Survivor, too many times it's like, I'm going to talk to Emily and we're going to make a big move. Never did that. I don't, that we saw, he never talked to Emily about whether or not he was going to vote Brandon. And he certainly didn't talk to Emily about switching it up and voting for Sean. He just made a friend with Emily. He just made a bond and it didn't matter if it even helped him. It didn't matter if that bond ended tonight. It was just a really savvy play. I liked it a lot, so that's a good pick. I, I was a big fan of the move, and I think the other thing, like, for for Brandon, you're right, it cost him nothing. Like, <laughs> because he, you're right, she could have gone home anyway. Nobody would have cared that he went across. But then it's also, like, like you said with Brandon, like, it doesn't hurt him with Brandon because there's another element to it. Like if Brandon comes at him sideways and is like, Hey bro, like why on earth did you go to Emily and do that? There's a simple, easy answer to that. And just be like, look, dude, we're all human. Um, I just, you know, we're all out here feeling very alone already because we're in a new place with all these new people. She specifically was very alone. And if I could make her last day on this island, a little more bearable just by being nice to her. That just makes me sleep a little better at night, knowing that I could do that for her, even if I knew I was sending her home. Like, yeah. Like, and even from a gameplay perspective, even if you, even if you want to explain it a different way and say, you know what? I didn't know how everything was going to break out. I didn't know if we were going to tribal. I didn't know what we were going to do at the challenge. I don't remember. I think that was before the challenge, right? 
Yeah, it was very. I didn't know ahead of that. I I didn't know if we were going to win the challenge. I didn't know if I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just kept all my options open. I wanted to establish a relationship with everybody and just see where everything went. Because if I don't establish a relationship with everybody, I have limited my own options for no reason. There's only four of you left. You know, it, it's me and, and the four of you. Having one person that I don't have any sort of relationship with seemed like a waste of time out here because I've got plenty of time to do it. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there was just it was too easy to explain away. And, and it's kind of surprising we don't see more of that. Yeah. And I just think that, like, I, I think it just them showing us those moments, Caleb, I think is big for him. I think it just shows how savvy he is. And I really think he's long for the game. I really hope you didn't pick him, but I feel like you did. Caleb, no, I think he's yours. Gosh, what man, what a pick. Huh. What a great pick. What a great pick. Um so so my best edit. Um you know, I'm gonna go a little bit quirky and go with one. I was really impressed with Jay Maya. Hmm. Like because it. she spotted that there was a pattern on that banner. Without knowing that that's exactly what it is. You know, she hadn't seen the paper and it, and it didn't make a difference, you know, because like she didn't figure it out. Austin did, but I just thought that was a good, you know, she found something that I don't know that I would have picked up on. Now, if I was on season 46 or season 47 or season 48, I would, I would look. But I don't know that I would have even noticed that like those characters are in a funny order. They've, there's got to be a pattern for that because that's not something they've done. At least not in you know since season thirty eight. That hasn't been a thing. I know of there's a there's a hidden clue on the on the tribe banner. Um, but she picked up on it quickly, and I was just impressed with that. And I and I like that they gave us that uh, because they didn't have to. Like I said, she didn't solve it. She didn't even piece together that Austin has an idol uh, or, or has an advantage because he, you know, she, it, it didn't matter. They, they didn't go to tribal. They gave it to us and they showed us that she is smart and that she is picking up on things. Um, they showed us when, uh, and they didn't do anything with it. So, so maybe I'm reading too much into it. But when there was the conversation about D's funky toes, J. Maya was very observant of the bonds that were being formed. She was she was keeping an eye on things and watching. So I, I think what we're about to see is that J. Maya is a very observant player and is keeping an eye on everything that's going on. And I think we I think we got the seeds planted tonight that she's a very important player in the season, and that's obviously good for her. Yeah, for sure. My worst edit is going to be Brandon. We've talked about all those, all the reasons why, so I don't have to go into it. But it's, to me, he's got to be the worst edit. For sure. Yeah, no, that was my worst edit as well. I'll give a bonus worst edit real quick, Kendra. What a tumble. Oh, my God. What I clinched tumble. up. I clinched up. And I don't I, have to tell everybody what clinched up on my body. But yeah. when she hit that, like, I physically moved on the couch. Yeah. Like, when she hit that back, oh, my God. That, oh, it hurt my soul. Brutal. Uh, oh. I, I felt for her, but I also felt for me because I, you know, I, I'm glad it wasn't me. 
Uh, it was that was God Almighty. That was I terrible. Felt it, I felt it in in my plums. Uh, I, it wasn't literally. my plums. I felt it. I felt it in a uh, downward direction from my plums. Like in, huh? I felt it in in my coccyx. Okay, that's the fancy word for tailbone. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking fully on plums. I thought that's where she would have, you know, anyway. I mean, maybe, but also just, God almighty, this, the whole region, the whole, the whole, region, the, whole, the, whole, whole under, the whole undercarriage was just, <laughs> just brutal. Just uh, a brutal, brutal shot to the undercarriage. Brutal shot to the undercarriage. That was very <laughs> unbrucey of her. Uh, it was quite unbrucey. Uh, yeah, so winter picks real quick. Um, we want to do the two. I want Sabaya. Okay. Do the two and then shrink down at the merge. Sure. But Sabaya is one of mine. Now All you right. can pick both of yours if you want. Okay. I'll pick both. Um, give me Caleb and. Okay. Austin. Who? Austin. Okay. I was like, Austin. I don't know who that is. Very That's a good one. I'm real mad you took. Picking, I was really close to picking Drew. I'm really mad that you picked Austin because that that was my second one that I wanted. So now I got to think. Yeah. So I got to talk while I'm thinking um, because I don't know who I'm going to take. I've got Sabaya. Give me. I mean, I think it's obvious, right? Is it obvious? Uh, I think so. After the like two minutes ago, what you were talking about being all. Focusing on stuff and be. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want that though. I don't. I don't know if I'm that. I'm that sure of it. Oh. Um. Gosh, you you took really literally both of the other people that I wanted. Yeah. Um. I'm glad you took Sabaya because I do not think she's long for the game. Not because I don't think she's a great player, but because I just. I mean, I, I'm with you on the foreshadowing stuff, and I just worry. Like they're foreshadowing why she goes home sooner than she should and why we should really want to see her come back and play very soon. Yeah, so, I mean, I screwed myself. I, bl- I blame me for that. Yeah. Give well, me Sabaya and Brando. Brando? Give me Brando or give me death. These are terrible picks, but I did it. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I might take death. Anyway, uh, sorry. I, but Brando has uh, him. We, we've seen that he and Kelly – have set themselves up in the middle of their tribe. Um, but we've seen more of Brando. Like Brando seems to be like the focal character of that middle duo. And we've seen those middle duos work out really well. Um, Adam was in a middle duo when he won in uh, Millennial Shirt versus Gen X. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he made real good use of being in the middle of a tribe. And I, that feels kind of like what Brando's doing where he's, uh, He's on the boy team, but he's also on the girl team. And uh, what do we know about those those homogenous groups? You don't want to be in either of them. Um, and he's in both of them, which is better than being in neither, I think. Yeah, no, I, I can see. Drew was the other one. I think that like he had some really good moments tonight. That I think, you know, if I switch off of either of the two I currently have, he'll be one of the first ones I consider. Just because I think that they showed us some stuff tonight that I almost wonder if it's one of that, that duo, like Drew or Austin. 
I think Austin has the better chance of getting to the end just because I think he is more likely to win some immunities. But maybe that means he goes home earlier and then Drew ends up winning. I think Drew is getting a brat at it. Really? Yeah, because he made the comment about him being like the king of the beach. Like he wants to be the king of that beach. Uh, And just something about the way they edited that. Maybe it's just the way he talks and he's totally fine, but it made me think that they're setting him up for not. he's going home pre- he's going home pretty soon because everybody catches on that he's trying to be the king of the beach. Yeah, I hope that doesn't sink Austin. Because he's tying his- I don't think it I don't think it will because Austin is also setting bonds with D and uh what's the, the big guy on their tribe? Yam Yam two or Nasir three, depending on how you want to. What's his What's his name? Co- Toth. Sifu. Sifu. I was like, it's not Kofi. That's not right. Um, Sifu. Yeah. I, Austin has set bonds with those other people. He just happens to be also Drew's number one. I I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong. It just when when he did the thing of he wants to be the king, that that was that was a red flag for me. Um, not in like a, that's a problem, just in a red flag as in sometimes that means he's going home very soon. Yeah, no, I mean, I can see that now. I'm, I'm glad I didn't pick him because I had not really considered all that stuff for him. I was just thinking about the, he won the advantage and he bonded with Austin and kind of showed that he wanted to be Steven and, uh, no, yeah, that was the, all that was good. But you're right, I didn't think about some of the, like, him potentially rubbing some folks the wrong way. Because he's the same one that was like, I'm the smartest person that's ever been on Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah, he's probably not long for the game the more I think about it. I'm glad I took Austin. Man, what a pick. Yeah, what a great pick, you jerk. Um, Hey, you you played you um, on that one. I did. Austin's my number one pick in this draft, though. So if he wins, um, I wins. That's fair. That's fair. So anyway, uh, I, I enjoyed it tonight. I really like this season so far. I like this cast. I think there's some good balance. I did. I will say that I, I touched on it earlier. I love the character development we saw from Emily. Um, we were very hard on her last week, and I think she earned every second of it. But I, I did enjoy the character development we saw from her. Yeah, I think we. I've softened on, and then, as you and I have talked about quite often, I'm a sucker for a good character. And she has the yeah makings of a potentially really good survivor character. I mean, like I went, like I said last week, Coach uh, Tyson, like all these people have that in common. Is they were kind of assholes. They were kind of jerks. Uh, and the whole point, even Coach eventually gets edited of like, what am I doing wrong? What, what am I doing wrong? Why can I not seem to figure out how to win this game? They keep bringing me back. I keep coming across as a jerk. I can't win. Just need some redemption. And they gave that to Emily really quickly. Which Well, because, and, and to her credit, they didn't give it to her. She earned it. She, she earned it. Like, those people, like, Tyson had to go home and watch himself on TV to figure out what was wrong. She figured um, it out on the island that night. And, like, Coach, it took Coach, like, three seasons to get to that point. Right. And, and it took Tyson three seasons to get to the point where he'd win. Yeah. 
Um, and, and and Emily set herself up now. We're like, I don't think she's gonna win. She, but if she, but if she continues on this path, she goes from somebody that you and I wrote off last week. Yeah. To, I don't, I don't think she's out of the picture now. No. If she, if she can continue to develop and maybe continue to recognize when she's doing too much, um, be showing us the greatest redemption story in Survivor history. Right. I don't think you're wrong. So, um, kudos to Emily. Uh, I, I don't know that I, I developed that thought earlier, but I really liked that she was starting to show some self-awareness tonight and starting to show some ability to, to adapt, really in a way we haven't seen from her character type before. Yeah. Usually those are the people that like ride those character flaws all the way off the island. Well, I like, and, I like what she said too, Jeremy about them she acknowledged she's like attitude is the hardest thing to change because it is so ingrained in you she is spot on like as somebody who struggled with with things like that especially as a kid growing up like i had a little bit of an attitude my mom will tell you that i was a a bit of a smart ass um and it's like to hear somebody like i know how hard that i've i'm still a smart ass don't get me wrong but i've worked on when to use that and right. when not to and uh, who I can do that around and who I can't. And so I think that, you know, I think there's some level of like just that self-awareness that she's developing in real time that I really appreciate. And, it, and it's, and it's rare. I mean, that, that's why I wrote her off last week because most people, most people aren't able to do that. Most people aren't able to sit there and especially not in a high stress situation like that and go, Hey, you know what? I'm doing the wrong thing. How many Survivor players have we seen that went home because they 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 got called out for something and doubled down on it? Yeah. And and almost all of them, you know, almost everybody who's ever been called out on a character flaw mm-hmm. has doubled down on that character flaw and it got they got them sent home. And she's actively trying to change. And and I gotta give her a ton of credit for that. Yeah, and like I said, you know, she's not wrong in like there are character flaws that are really tough to, to fix. Um, but the attitude one is one of the harder ones, like being loud and, and all like, you can kind of like that one can be a little easier to tone down some, um, you know, there's certain things like you can figure out ways around it. Like when you've been acting a certain way for 20 something years and nobody's ever told you like, Hey, that's like the way you're acting is not cool. And, like I mean, to, 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 to be able to flip the script that quickly and maybe it's not real maybe you know she's going to turn into villain Emily again next week but I got to give her props and give her some credit that like maybe this is this really is we're, we're on path to a really great redemption story yeah so I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm excited to talk more Survivor with you next week Justin absolutely buddy we'll talk soon